Hello and welcome to our Christmas special. In this episode, Lauren and I will be chatting about our Christmas traditions, what we eat on Christmas Day and where we're eating over the holiday season. But before we start, please be aware that we may have a working relationship with some of the restaurants we mention. However, we've neither been asked nor paid to talk about them. So, go grab yourself a cup of eggnog, get roasting some chestnuts and cosy up in front of the fire and enjoy the Glasgow Food Club podcast Christmas special. Welcome to the Glasgow Food Club podcast Christmas special. I feel like we're Gavin and Stacey or something. Because you know how they're doing a Christmas special this year on Christmas Day? We come back for Christmas. I feel like we're just back for a Christmas special. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good time to come back. It's always a good time to come back. And do you know why? Because food at Christmas is the best. I always put on a bit of stone during December. I think if you only put on a stone during December, you're doing very, very well. I do try. <laughs> yes. There's just too it much cheese. It started leaching into November now, though, too. But that's the problem, though. For sort of the last few years, December has been wild, like just so busy that I feel like now I start arranging things from about mid-November to try and alleviate the pressure of socialising in December, but it's just extending the period. It, yeah, it's extending the period. It, so just, it takes the period from four weeks now to about six see, weeks. See, because my birthday's at the start of December as well, yeah. right, on the second. I don't like doing anything Christmassy until after my birthday's been. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting at now, give you an example... I had to have my Christ- my birthday party two weeks before my birthday. Because you're in Christmas. Because you're in the Christmas season. Yeah. I'd, I'd messaged all my friends mm-hmm. in August, mm-hmm. end of August, guys, you have this weekend free. Three out of my five bridesmaids didn't. I think it's because a, in advance. a lot of people try to get work things out of the way early. Like, you know, a lot of work Christmas nights out, I think, are moving into November to kind of just get them out of the well, way. Well, that was, for some of it, it was, you're right, last yeah. week in November. Just to, to kind of, to, to just get it over and done with, and then you can focus on the people that you actually want to spend time with. Which still ends up, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to go another, what's that, what, what have we got, two or three weeks to go? I should explain that every oh. year we have a big holiday party, it's called Jingle and Mingle. <laughs> This year was the third annual Jingle and Mingle holiday party at the Gilmore's. And this year was particularly messy, I'm Tell going to say. what you said. It was so, <laughs> like, obviously a party, we have a very much uh, an open fridge policy. You just help yourself to drinks, you know, you can help yourself to food, whatever you want. I don't want to stand serving drinks all night. And it was on sa- Sunday morning when I was feeling very ill. Oh, I don't even do that with the smell of we, empty alcohol bottles. We discovered that there was 12 bottles of champagne drunk. And I think there must have only been about eight of us drinking it. I feel like I was responsible for two bottles. I brought three. Yeah. Which I didn't plan on taking the third out, to be fair. That was a, like in an emergency. Well, and it was an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, we, we rattled through a fair few. So it's safe to say on Sunday, I was bogging. You done well to clean up then. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, well, we actually spend about 15 minutes before we go to bed, just chucking out food, you know, trying to, getting the worst of it done. And then on Sunday, I was so bad, I didn't go to bed till half past 11, which I could do because I let the dogs out at about two in the morning after everybody left. Um, so I was able to lie in bed a little bit longer and I thankfully did the worst of it. 
I went to sleep with my makeup on, which oh, I never I, do. I didn't do that. I never got to sleep with my makeup I on. I never do that. It shows you mm. quite how drunk I was. Woke up and mm. you I, woke woke up looking like a Picasso. I, I presume. Well, I did because apparently, right, this never <laughs> happens. And I was wearing, I think it was Fendi lipstick, Rihanna stuff that's meant to be totally matte and immovable, mm. all oh, over my face. Lies. And Johnny was like, "Yeah, Kyra was licking you." Oh so, no! And I was just lying there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And I, then I need to do it again on Friday. I know Friday night. I feel like every weekend now you're just bang, 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 uh-huh. bang, bang, bang. It's just constant. No wonder you put weight on. It's, then with the food, so the drink. The, the food is just the actually the drink is the killer, isn't it? it? Is. Because you drink that makes you eat more. Cause you're like ah. Yeah. Um. It's, it's, it's generally the hangover. I must yeah. And then the there's hangover. there's the hangover. There's the feeding the hangover the next day as well. Yeah. No, I compl- I completely agree. What's your go-to hangover I'll say drink or food right there's one thing um, I always need to get I and don't... I drink the whole carton which is not good when it comes to calories oh dear is it like orange juice fresh or something? orange juice fresh, I love sugar, fresh orange juice sugar calories I drink a whole carton the only the time I drink fresh OJ is if I have a cold like I try and get some vitamin C and that's the 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 easiest way I can think to get That's vitamin C. That's clearly why I need it as well. I'm needing to... Re- to, like, reboot. <laughs> um, well, on Sunday, I eventually, at about three o'clock, thought I'm going to have to eat something. And I ended up getting chicken goujons and chips from Mario's Chippy on Byers Road. And it was tremendous. And with gravy. I love chippy chips on a hangover. And I also... So when we have the party, I do a big bake... Although this year wasn't a massive bake, but I, I bake stuff. And this year I made brownies with a Biscoff buttercream frosting. And Lauren's looking at me like now, right now like, did you? Like, I, I like well, how, I how much All did I drink? Johnny said just before I left, right, I started saying I was feeling sick. You, and you I did? And to, to stuff an other olive. olives. Yes, no. Poor olives. I was stood there while you did it, thinking she is going to spew in his car. <laughs> I did. Of course you did, because you, you ate olives and cheese and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> After saying, I need to go because I'm going to be sick, I'm like, well, you're not being sick yet. Here's the door. There's, there's my method of <laughs> feeding sickness, just eat more olives. <laughs> Absolute twat. Um, but I make the best brownies in the world, even if I do say so myself. So I had two brownies. So that's what I had. But I don't really have a go-to. It's more... What can I stomach? And this is going to kill me or and cure me. Ass, yeah. you know, I'm always needs to be fresh orange. No, I don't. I did think at one point, I wonder if I should have a milkshake. Because milkshake, a McDonald's milkshake specifically, is generally what I have when I don't, like when I've got colds and things and I don't feel well. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And then eventually I decided, no, it was going to have to be Mario's, chi- Mario's Chippy, which yeah. are brilliant. Because they're chicken goujons, they're made in-house. Yeah. So they take chicken breast, put it in batter and deep fry it. Mm-hmm. And it's about £9.50 to get it delivered because yeah. they charge you more on like Uber Eats and delivery and things to cover the cost that they obviously have to yeah. pay. So you pay more to order it online. Then you have to pay your delivery charge, obviously. Convenience is worth it. Convenience is worth it. Um, especially when you're hungover. Yes. So that was what I had on Sunday. I sometimes call it absolute filth, like, a, you know, like a really cheap, crappy pizza. Johnny yeah. was like, I could go to Padano, I could go to Pisano. And I'm like, no, 
no, I want one of those really packaged bases with yeah. really shitty cheese. Yeah, like, like 99p <laughs> from Asda's frozen <laughs> stalls. Well, this is an interesting start to our Christmas special. It's not so much Bing Crosby as, you know, like... <laughs> The family from, oh my God, what was the family? Bab. What was that? The royal family. Is it the royal family? The one with Ricky Tomlinson in it. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm sure it was called the royal family. This is not my Bing Crosby, Rosemary Clooney, Rosemary Clooney White Christmas special that I was (laughs) hoping would be. This is what we're encouraging you to go and do. I was hoping we'd be uh, roasting chestnuts on an open fire and, you know, toasting marshmallows. Unfortunately, we're we're more... (laughs) We're we're more Vanessa from... (laughs) uh, I was going to say still game, that's not still game. (laughs) Vanessa from Gavin and Stacey, which is on my mind because I love Gavin and Stacey and I'm so freaking excited about the Christmas special. But TV is a whole other podcast so what i want to know is where are you eating over the festive season what do you have booked in already where have you been right so booked in i have well where have i been i've actually had one festive menu thus far i was invited to padano in rutherland to try their festive menu nice and for somewhere so i live out in the northeast Mm -hmm. um and sometimes you want somewhere that's a wee bit closer so see if you're from like hamilton boswell yeah that kind of general rutherland area it is a great place and it needs to be busier like and were they actually doing a festive menu yes so what did you what did you have so not really anything very festive but i mean there's burrata on the festive menu i'm obviously going to get burrata cheese that's festive cheese is very festive the amount of cheese i consume in this month is ridiculous plus a focaccia the balsamic onions with the cheese the, oh, I think it was love balsamic yeah, onions with the cheese and then we went for a pizza pasta sharing combo they have oh, so lovely. much it's actually a really really decent uh, festive menu okay. it doesn't really just have your traditional kind of set ones which sometimes is really off-putting to me I sometimes struggle with restaurants ordering turkey yeah. because I really like a big fresh turkey slices of it and I understand why a restaurant that's not entirely possible because like it's just not possible to cook turkey fresh every day for yeah. a restaurant so I understand why they do that kind of sliced crown, crown type stuff yeah. but it's never as good to me Yeah, and it makes me not want to order turkey when I'm out so I actually don't really like turkey <gasps> yeah. we're doing a Christmas special so this is one of my first turkey is the greatest of dinners I think absolutely not I fucking love a turkey dinner guess the meat I have at Christmas I'm going to say you have see I want to say a ham but it'll not be a ham it'll be something gamey it'll be something like pheasant no or venison although that would be good I do like venison it's actually lamb I'm surprised you would get lamb at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Good lamb, that is. So I have lamb. At, and I, it's, like, it's like my whole family. I, I think I'm a black sheep in my family. My family love Chinese food. Oh, I love Chinese food. And we actually had a Chinese takeaway. And I keep persevering with it. I keep hoping that I'll come across a right. Chinese. I have a theory about Chinese food. Have you ever eaten in a Chinese restaurant? Yes. Like, when was the last Not time... Not a really you, decent one. When um, was the last time you sat down in a Chinese restaurant and ate years and years ago because I don't really like Chinese. Right, so when I first met Al, Al didn't think he liked Chinese. He just didn't like Chinese takeaway food. Right. If we go into a Chinese restaurant, so I'm talking like Kaka Lok, same, same, 
Tofu, which we've never spoken about in the, broad, the, the podcast, it's just opened in Partick and it's delicious. Um, like Szechuan House, lychee, the Chinese food is insanely good. You'll be proud of me then, actually somewhere I'm eating, Cotton House in Denny. It's got oh, a really... I, know. I know, it's a bit far out with yours. <laughs> I mean, that's on... I, I don't even know where that is. That's yeah. over many rivers and across the M8 and all yeah. kinds. That's, that's it's, not it's for me. It's a long way up the M8. It might actually be onto the M9 at that oh, point. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're, if you're moving off the M8, there's no chance of getting involved. So, go to the Cotton House, and it is renowned for being an excellent Chinese restaurant. And I'm, I'm taking my team there for Christmas dinner next Thursday. Yeah, the 19th. Because I've been told by so many people, mm-hmm. best place to go. Again, I like trying, you know, mm-hmm. the outskirts of like Padano and Rutherglen. I'm going to try the Cotton House in Denny. I feel like you're going to enjoy it. If you sit down and just kind of open your mind to having freshly cooked Chinese food. Do you know what I do like? Starters. I don't like oh, the starters. Chinese starters are great. Yeah. So I like the starters. It's just the curries I can't get on board with. Um, maybe something like, I mean, you might like something like duck and plum sauce. I think it's too rich. So I don't really like, see like plum, orange, okay, lemon. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe something too, like a black not bean. Not rich, it's too... I don't too, mind black bean. Too potent, maybe. Yeah. So similarly, like, I don't like a really fruity sauce, cranberry, like, and okay. I mean jus with like venison, mm. for example. Let me, I'm going to ponder on this and I'm going to come up with some dishes that I think so, you'll like. Yeah. Yeah. So Cotton House, another place I'm going actually on Friday is Viva Brazil. That's for my okay. one of the work night out. Okay. Um, I do quite like Viva Brazil. I think if you the first time you go, you end up going a bit crazy and you leave just kind of going. I don't think I could ever go back there. If you are selective with it, it can be pretty good. Plus the polenta chips from there are unreal. Let's see, what do I have planned? Well, I have done already Eusebi's, obviously. That doesn't even count as like a... That's just that's just That's just Friday. Um, they have a new winter menu. Oh, you know what I started doing? Getting Eusebi's for takeaway. I go to Eusebi's all the time for takeaway because it's so close to our flat. Uh-huh. Like, I would say we eat at Eusebi's maybe like twice a week. Honestly. And you go in and all you need to get is we get a pasta each uh-huh. and a focaccia. It's usually not that expensive. It's certainly no more expensive than ordering from like... they give you a discount for takeaway. I think they do. Yeah. Um, so you do get some restaurants that do that. Yes. Um, and it's it's no more expensive than ordering from yeah. Uber or Deliveroo or Just Eat or any of these places. If you're ordering from a restaurant and it's it's, it's the takeaway works really, really well. I get but a there's of starters and then a focaccia. You nice. cannot beat a focaccia. There is some beautiful new things on their me- on their winter menu, so I've done that already. I am doing right. Let's think. I need to think about this logistically. I need to count down the days. So this coming weekend, I'm doing platform. I'm doing. Oh, the night. I'm doing wished, which is like a I've secret speakeasy bar yes. that we're not going to speak about here because you need. I don't know, because you've got to be quiet about it. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but if you're interested in Weesht, you should go and find their Instagram account and you can find out all about it. But it's a speakeasy where you need to phone burner phones and things to get in. Very London. Um, I'm going to Gloriosa. Glorioso? Gloriosa, which yes, is... I've seen that. 
Firebird in Finiston has been taken over by the head chef, the lady that opened Alcamilla. Mm -hmm. I think she oh, has... Yes. Yeah. She left, has gone away and has come back and has taken over Firebird. So I'm really excited to go and try that. I am going to Spanish Butcher. I'm also going to Partick Duck Club. I have booked. I have Dakota booked. And, oh, actually, there's, there's actually talk of going to Spanish Butcher another time to try their suckling pig. Oh. Yes. Guys, Lauren is... my face right now. Yes. Literally, I was looking at Gloriosa on in, in Instagram there. And, and, and the eyes, <laughs> a head snapped up. Um, so, this Spanish Butcher, from the day they opened, have had the suckling pig on the menu that... You have to order a minimum of 48 hours in advance. Presumably that's to allow them to get the pig in and then cook it because it's cooked over like a slow roasting, yeah. like a 10-hour oh. cook. And it's for four to five people and it's £200. So you need to not be able to go... Like, do you know how if you're in a restaurant, you'll go, oh, yeah, I'll share a porterhouse with you. Or you need to kind of think, oh, yeah, I'm in and the in mood advance. for that. Yeah. You have to think, well, in three days' time, I'm going to want to eat suckling pig so I think we have finally found somebody to go and try it with us which I'm very excited about so there is plans for us to go twice to Spanish Butcher in the space of a week in the space of a week yes because we have a tradition of going to Spanish Butcher just before Christmas um, Alistair and I and then we're talking about doing the, the suckling, suckling pig. pig between Christmas and New Year and I think that will probably happen. And I'm very, very excited to try it. Oh, I was also yesterday at the Western Club. Oh, yes, I saw that on your Instagram. Yes, we went to the Western Club yesterday for a festive lunch where I had turkey, uh, which was beautiful. And it was lovely. It's the first time I've ever been in there. It's quite intimidating, if I'm being honest. I went years ago. Well, it's in a private members club. Yeah. So you have to buzz to get in. And then it's upstairs. Yeah. So you kind of have to be... You have to, you have to, yeah, you have to know that you're going there. You kind of, you would struggle to just stumble in off the street, but well worth looking into because it was really, really lovely. I think it must have been two years ago I went there actually and it was a lovely meal I had. It's really, really nice. And I think that's everything I currently have planned over the festive season I'm going to fill minute. in some more days. Oh, actually, there's two of missed just by referencing my calendar because my list, which I think had, what, two on it? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to two that day and three that day. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I've been invited to try Hank Marvin, which is a new burger place in Uddingston. All right. Um... Again, I'm trying to branch out in the kind of local places near mm -hmm. where, I, where I stay. Makes sense. And I'm also going to Glen Eagles on Sunday. Oh, what are you going to Glen Eagles for? Uh, I go every year in December I for love like my birthday Christmas tradition. So I've been going for a long, long time. And Jonathan joined in in that tradition since we've been together. I was about to say, did I miss mm, that first year? I can't nice. remember. But yeah, so that's where we got engaged um, two years ago. And we are returning this Sunday. We have a voucher which mm -hmm. was given to us for our wedding, two hundred pounds. So we're deciding Lovely. whether we eat in Andrew Fairley's or the Strathairn. And I think we're just going to go for the Strathairn. I'm a big fan of Andrew Fairley's. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, Johnny just think we've eaten there twice before, mm -hmm. and the flavours do remain pretty similar mm -hmm. in the menu. Okay. Um, I really enjoy it when it comes to Michelin star cooking. Mm -hmm. um, the flavours really sing to my palate. Mm -hmm. uh, him, he's just 
take it or leave it. Whereas they do it's a really too nice... expensive to just take it or leave well, it. Well, exactly, for him. Whereas I do thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas the Strathairn does a lovely steak and foie gras dish that he absolutely adores. So, so you know how Glen Eagles do their Sunday brunch, the first Sunday yes. of the month? I got invited up to the first one they ever did. Oh God, it must have been about two years ago now. And I still think about it to this day. Oh, it was fabulous. I mean, you have to book now so far in advance because yeah. they only do it one Saturday, one Sunday a month. A month. Yeah. Um, and I tried to book it three months in advance for my birthday and there was no bookings. Three months. Yeah. It's, I got it's it because wild. actually a, like a colleague of Jonathan's had booked it and didn't want to go anymore. Oh. And it was still at the reduced price because they've increased the price since I the first. think so, yeah. Because the first time I went, I couldn't actually believe how cheap it was for a yeah. Sunday brunch. And it's all you can eat. All you can eat. And it's, it's the, the shellfish is ridiculous. Like, like oysters, langus, like It's literally like something out of a New York hotel. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I know here in the city you get, you know, hotels that do brunches and stuff. It's nothing like this place at Glen Eagles. For pretty much the same money, actually. Yeah. Um, it was just... It's, it's next level brunch. They've got these massive displays of cheeses and um, antipasties and uh, and, and, sea, and yeah, and the oh, seafish and then the, the dessert. Unbelievable. The desserts are wild. It's like three, two or three carts. Yeah, and it's you like can two go carts plus the ice cream station and the, the waffle station and the pancake station where you can get things made fresh. Plus, yeah. there's then a, a lady who walks around or a man. I'm not sexist. Yeah. It could be either or. Um, with like a a sort of a. Uh, how would you describe it? Like an usher's tray from the theatre with like lots of little mini desserts on it and you can just stop them and take one of the desserts off. And, so the man uh, came around shucking oysters as well. So I've got nice. that actually in my highlights. He was shucking fresh, fresh oysters at the table for it. So, so. Lovely. See, if you love your seafood, it definitely is worth it. And actually even so, I think when we got it, was it 45? And I think it's been up to 50 or 55 Yeah, something now. like that. Yeah. Um, but worth it. Oh. Worth, like, I can't tell you how special it is to visit Glen Eagles and it always kind of annoys me people go to Glen Eagles a lot they don't feel it's a special place to be and it is it's a really really special hotel and I don't I don't like people being blasé about it because it deserves better I have not been to a better hotel in Scotland and I've been to the Cromlex I've been to like St Andrew's Old Course and nothing it just doesn't have that. And no. you talk about it as an experience. Uh, 100%. Like the, 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 the Sunday brunch, even the afternoon yeah. tea. Yeah. Just the rooms. And they've recently had loads of stuff done up as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's so lovely. Unbelievable. So, such a lovely experience. And That's such a lovely it. thing to do at Christmas. And I totally forgot where we're going as well. Because I'm thinking, oh, what have we got on this weekend? Because I'm thinking, I need to tidy the house up. And then I looked at my calendar and it was like... Yes! Yes! <laughs> I've got a night out. Johnny's got a night out at Glen Eagles. Yes. <laughs> I've got a day off on Monday. I think it'll be. Am- I've never been to Glen Eagles at Christmas. I think it will be amazing. I have an annual photo in front of the tree every year. I think it'll be amazing. I also love going to Glen Eagles as well because if you go at the weekend, usually the place is heaving with incredible cars. Yeah. Like beautiful, beautiful, like supercars. So the reason actually Johnny proposed to me, he proposed to me in front of the tree, mm-hmm. was because he wanted to that have that continuation. Aww, on. So every single nice. year we have a photo in front of the tree. Mm-hmm. And what he said to me, how cute is this? After he proposed, it was 
if we ever have kids and we start Aww. having those photos, we can always show the journey of our family life. Ah, that's that Christmas tree. that's so nice. Quite cute. That's lovely. Speaking of Christmas trees, I feel like we need to speak about my Christmas tree. Your Christmas tree is pretty fantastic. Only because it's freaking epic. How, did, how did you get it up here? I, I didn't get it up, but I don't get it back to the gift. We get it delivered. Um, but it was so big this year that the company that delivered it couldn't get it through the netting. Uh-huh. Do you know how they put it through the tunnel thing that closes the netting in? So it was just tied up with string and it was a two-people job to get up the stairs and it was crazy. I do remember the first time we ever had a tree delivered to the flat because um, we have to, it's a 12-foot tree. Mm. Like, realistically, you how do you even get that in a car? Yeah. Um, but this strapping young Australian... Mm-hmm. carried a 12-foot tree up the stairs on his shoulder. <gasps> Couldn't you believe it? <laughs> do you know that they way? beat them well out do there. You, do you know that way where you're like, what is happening? There's a man just carrying a tree up I've seen the a stairs. Medical. <laughs> like, over his shoulder. And, like, me, I'm like, ooh, just trying to move it around the flat. And, yes, so that, that was enjoyable. Um, but, yes, my tree, if you want to be nosy at it, it gets its very own Instagram post every year. And I might put up another wee story this weekend because I really love it. I'm really, really pleased with it. I would. It's beautiful. I'm really, Absolutely really beautiful. pleased with it. It makes it makes you feel festive, I think you it should. It does. The problem is, because we get we get it in before the party, so it's here all month, and they come back and they take it away as well. Once it goes, the room feels empty. The room only ever feels like a complete finished room when the tree's in it. Yeah. Because the tree is so big, we can't really fill that corner of the room because then where do you put that stuff when the tree comes in for yeah. a month every year? Um, so it's the only time really the room feels the finished yeah. to me. But I'd said to Al that after Christmas, I quite fancy getting like a big sort of palm, like, uh, like plants. Like <laughs> well, the problem is that at this time of year, my succulents are all dead because the heating is up so high yeah. and it's on for so long that it dries out the plants. You can't overwater the plants. It's really difficult to keep them moist. The only plants that really survive over winter are, that I find in this flat are the ones with like the waxy leaves. Yeah. They do well. Yeah. And that's how I think one of the big ones, like the big, big palms, is what I want for that corner. And then we could just move that somewhere else. For the duration of December. Aye. And it still kind of feels like you've got a little Christmas tree all year round. Do you have Christmas dinner here? Yes. So um, we just do Christmas dinner, just the two of us. Yeah. And have done it for a long time. We've done, uh, we, we've gone out before. We've gone out uh, three times. We've done 29 oh, the yeah, first time. We did, which was fine. It's nothing exceptional. We did Blythe the next year with a couple of friends. The most expensive drinks bill I've ever had, ever. Three of us, Christmas Day, came to £459. Just for drinks? For three people. Just for drinks? Just for drinks. No food? No food. That was just the drinks. (gasps) Well, your food you have to pay in advance. So the food was £115 per person. We dr- it was two Americans, uh, one of them used to live here and she had a friend visiting and we went through at the Blythewood, two bottles of Rosé Laurent Perrier, mm-hmm. like ch 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 ching even though they're, I mean it's an expensive bottle to buy in the shop, double it in a hotel, I mean I think they're at £90 a bottle. Yeah. Then we had cocktails, we sat there from 2 o'clock in the afternoon till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. 
and that's it a, was. I mean, it's an eight-hour shift. I mean, it is, but that's still, still an awful, an awful, awful totally lot. So it's my most expensive bar bill ever. Um, the Blythe was really lovely, and then we did. I always want to call it One Devonshire Garden, but that's not what it's called anymore. Is it not? Well, it's, it's something else now. It's, I mean, it's still. I mean, I still think of it as One Devonshire Garden, but it's, but it's, it's called. It's a, called a chain name now. I don't know. It's, but it's One Devonshire Garden. We went there and it was terrible. It was awful. Really, really awful. They just crammed people in. Um, you were like, they had nowhere for you to sit before dinner. Mm. Um, the food was rank if I'm being honest it was yeah. terrible and I don't understand why people rave about it because it wasn't good at all I've never eaten out for Christmas dinner have you not no I had never really eaten out for Christmas dinner until we moved to the West End and kind of made this sort of thing that we didn't really want to travel to see my family in Dundee over Christmas we didn't really want to go to see Al's family we just kind of wanted to do our own thing yeah. and that's now kind of become a tradition that it's just the two of us yeah. but the problem always with going out always is that you have no leftovers in the house Yeah. and that's one of the greatest joys of Christmas for me yeah like, well, it is, it's, it's the, so for me, it is the family element, but also just sitting around, being able to kind of slob about if you yeah. want to, taking a break between main and dessert yeah. because you've eaten that much. Well, so you need an hour break. <laughs> it feels like between about the 23rd to the 28th is a constant grazing. Mm-hmm. You're just constantly like a sweetie here, a bite of cheese here, a sandwich, some mashed potato. Yeah. Do you know, it's a constant. On a sandwich. Yeah. Do you know... I went to Jonathan's family for the first time, so I removed myself from my Christmas tradition of always spending it with my family, mm-hmm. and I can be a bit of a control freak, and I didn't like that they actually done certain things the way I wouldn't eat them, and mm-hmm. you can't really say anything because they've no. not made it in advance. So, no. for example, prawns, and see, I when I tried it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like a good classic prawn You like the way that you do it. I think, yeah. I, think I mean, Alan, and they'd made a dressing... And I liked it, but I was just like, this isn't Christmas. This isn't... Why is there no Mary Rose sauce? We've been married now for 13 years. Mm-hmm. We've been together for nearly 17 years. And I would still, to this day, never really say to, like... Oh, his mum and dad have passed on now, but, like, if we were at his sister's for dinner, I would never say, oh... I don't like it like that. Uh-huh. You would still would, just I eat would, it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We, you need to. That's it's plight. Um, but I'm sitting there at Christmas time, kind of going. Mm. <laughs> I'm yeah. Really plight. No, I agree. Whereas I think I the joy of Christmas is you can be holy, uh, and this is where it goes back to the kind of like slob about. If you want to dress up, if you want to dress, drink, don't drink. Like mm-hmm. it should be what you want it to yes, be. Yes, I agree. So Al and I get for the two of us every year like an eight kilo turkey, and we eat it. For a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it brings us so much joy. One of our favourite things to do is on Boxing Day, we go and get chips from the chip shop and have turkey with, like, turkey gravy. Oh, lovely. Do you know, and all that, like, that's... And in turkey sandwiches with stuffing on it and yeah. cranberry and stick some brie on it. And it's literally one of my favourite periods of time just for the food. And we have to do what you want to do. Just, the, yeah. And I, like, I think we're just now... I can say to Al, and he can say to me, I don't want to eat that, I don't want to do that, let's do it this way, let's do it that way. And I think even if I was going to my mum and dad's now, returning as nearly a 40-year-old, I can't really say, let's not do it that way yeah. in your house, let's do it my way, because that's how they do things. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's just... It's, I mean, you it's, can get around that slightly if you're like, I'll bring... <laughs> I will contribute to yes, the meal. Yes, And, and sometimes, and I, I think I did, because Jonathan wanted dauphinoise, for example. Oh, so I love dauphinoise. I contributed that. He needs that every Christmas meal. Um, but otherwise, you're right, you can't. So, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. What food do you only really eat over the Christmas period or what do you indulge in more during the month of December because I already know what mine is honestly it is cheese and I know you'll probably be like how can you indulge in that anymore um it's not healthy how much cheese I eat during Christmas like it really isn't any like which is why I think I put on the weight because I'm drinking and I'm eating an obscene amount of cheese I, cheese boards galore. I have people over, friends over, and I do like a George Muir's cheese board oh, just oh, because. So I, over the course of December, I have at least four George Muir's cheese I love boards George normally. Muse. George Muir's beautiful. I eat during the month of December an obscene amount of brie. Your brie. So obscene. 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 It and it feels, and cheese. it feels like... Because it feels bad, doesn't it? And I hate, I hate to use the word bad because food is not a bad thing. Um, the brie just tastes like, but it like tastes like butter. Butter, yeah. <laughs> it just tastes like butter. butter. So I'll have like, I'll have. I found these amazing crackers in Marks and Spencer's. I mean, by the way, Marks and Spencer's Christmas food. Oh, Round of applause. Do you know they just I get nobody crack crackers out of Waitrose because they do the best selection of crackers. But this cracker is it's on all the time, but it has black olive in it, oh, and no. it's like just oh, ever so slightly salt. fake. Oh, it's no. super salty, and it's just. Mm, um, but Marky's food generally over the festive season, I have gone through about six bags of cheese snack mix. I don't know what it's called, but it's like little biscuits. Yeah. So there's like... Oh, it's like mini cheddars. Like, yeah, but Marky's one. So there's like a little kind of (laughs) waffly one and there's like a little kind of square... I'm making the shape here like people can see it, but Lauren can see it. (laughs) Like little shapes. And it's it's really £1.20 a bag. So it's not an expensive thing to buy. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. It I is can see if it's mini cheddars. It's like Marks and Spencer's does mini cheddars. I can only so imagine. So good. It's so good. Um, we actually got party food for my 30th that I had with my family after we came back from Iceland mm-hmm. and and from Marks and Spencer's. And I've I don't do that an awful lot, so because I cook mm-hmm. an awful lot, I don't buy in party food, I don't get stuff from shops. By God, did that blow blow me away. Marquis. So oh, we, in our family... Got some Chinese stuff. The wee wontons and the wee corn cones. And I was nice. like, hell, this is great. So in our family, it's referred to as middles. Middles. And the reason it's referred to as middles is because when my... She's now 20-year-old niece, was about five. She went up to her mum in the kitchen when everybody was coming over for Christmas and said, Mummy... When are we having our mid- middles? What she actually meant was, Mummy, when are we having our nibbles? Our nibbles. So it's forever referred to now as middles this in our family. This makes me want to go to M&S, by the way, on my way home. Because it's... I'm making lambuna tonight. Ooh. Got my, oh, I made Johnny go to Donald's Butcher's for butcher meat. Nice. Ever since I had got, I think he'd gifted me brisket, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd went and I'd, I've been since buying meat from there. Bloody hell, the quality of meat is s- sensational. Nice. 
So because I'm making that though, it takes a mm-hmm. long period of time. This yeah. is making me want to go to Marks and Spencers and get some middles. The middles, <laughs> the middles from Marquis. They usually the last time I was in Marks and Spencers, so I got Marks and Spencers on Crow Road. Um, the last time I was there, which I think was about three weeks ago, because I need to limit how often I go because you go in, you go in yeah. for like the San Francisco sourdough, which is. Oh, and uh, you spend £120 and don't really come up with any food. Johnny said he will not drive me to Marks and Spencers anymore, right? Because he, he already limited me the last time. Genuinely, he went, if I'm taking you, you have a 20-minute window. Oh, that's and if not... you're not back in the car, he was like, I am leaving without you. 20 because minutes. Because the last time he done it, I was in for 50 minutes. And oh, I said I, I was could. going in for ciabatta. I, I, I could do 50 minutes in Mark Spencer's, no problem at all. Ciabatta. And he went, ciabatta, 50 minutes, really? Yes. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but they the, gave this basket to a trolley. The middles weren't in yet when we were in three weeks ago and I've not been back yet. But I might Well, there you go. go I had my tomorrow. party last Thursday and they definitely were. So in that case, December. I will go and have a look and see what they've got. But Marky's ones generally are the best. I wish I could do all of my shopping at Marky's. I do as well. Because well, not just... necessarily. Not necessarily. Because oh. then you look at the veggies, right? And you're kind of going... I will, yes, to be fair. One pound for an aubergine. One pound. You need to, well, first of all, you need to go to one of the big ones, like the one at Annie's Land Cross, to get a good selection. And they do have a great selection of fresh fruit and veg there. But, I mean, it's so expensive. I know somebody whose mother did their weekly shop at Marquis. Everything was bought at Marquis. It was like £400 a week. It's, 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 it, doesn't, it's, it doesn't make it's sense. It's such, to me, it's such a place to go for treats. Or like specialist things. So yeah. see if I wanted, for example, got Comte to yeah. go on top of my French onion soup. Yeah. I went to Morrison's, they didn't have it. I thought, I'll go to Marks and Spencer's. You're guaranteed that yeah. they will have so- they will. truffles. When I was looking for truffles, when I didn't have my paste from Borough Market, tried a few different places. No, you know where we'll have it? Marquis. Yes. It's, it's such a, a treat place to go, which is why I love it. And I feel like, it's the type of thing that if you were rich enough that you did do your weekly shop there, it then wouldn't become a street like it. Then it's just a shop. Only because you probably would again paying for the convenience of not having to go to numerous places. Absolutely. Do you yes. know, but I actually do enjoy a wee little shop to go for my veggies, but equally I'll pop into Marquis for it's ciabatta for me, right? Yep. So the ciabatta, um, if you're looking for like bocconcini or certain cheeses, yeah. so like my comte and stuff, and I've not had time to go into George Muse, mm-hmm. I am so snobby when it comes to a cheese board. Um, and what else? Well, we bits. I would only yeah, really just ever, like get party food. I would only yeah. ever get party food there now. Because we... I've been converted as of last Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this was not an advert for Marks and Spencers. This was just our true, lo- <laughs> our true love for Marks and Spencers coming to the fore. And it feels like, I think Christmas feels like such a time to to treat yourself. Do you know, oh. it feels like the type of time that you do think, I'm going to have brie for lunch and I'm going to have the rest for dinner. And we're going to put a panini with cranberry and that makes it Christmas. Oh, that sounds great. I do love, on Boxing Day, a turkey brie cranberry sandwich. Oh. But it has to be like super thick, soft, soft, soft bread. Yeah. It's one of the greatest things ever. See, on um, Marks and Spencer's Ciabatta, that would be glorious. Yeah. <laughs> Marks and Spencer's Ciabatta. <laughs> so what do you, do you stay home for Christmas? Yes. So as of last year, that was the first year I went away and it would probably be one of the last if not the last (laughs) 
Johnny's pretty much on board with that though, to be fair. Um, yeah, I'll be making, I kind of took over some cooking for okay. Christmas dinner about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of be arsed. Plus she doesn't have the same passion for cooking that I do. Yeah. I will happily spend my Christmas cooking because I enjoy it, whereas it's it's a chore for her. We actually do our turkey on Christmas Eve. Oh, do you? Yeah, we don't mind doing it on Christmas yeah. Eve and then just like warming it a little well, bit to be on fair, Christmas I Day. I quite a lot on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So see some of the veggies and stuff and then you finish it off if you're adding like bacon and butter or Where do whatever. you stand on like Christmas Day like pre-prepared veg? No. See, I, I go all in now. I go all in on like honey mustard parsnips and... Yeah, I, I eat honey and mustard parsnips. And like red cabbage and all those kinds of things. I just, we just get in packets from markets. you have Marcus. red cabbage for Christmas? I love red cabbage, and I didn't know this till last year. But if we do a roast now, I will almost always get red so cabbage. Red, so I love pickled cabbage. Oh, I love I, pickled cabbage. Pickled cabbage is one of my great loves of my life. I'm not kidding. I love right? pickled cabbage. I, like, from the Indian, from Bab, from anywhere. I just adore it, and I ask for an extra bowl on the side. I love mm. it that much. But... <laughs> Braised cat like red cabbage. Oh, I don't I mind it. it. I love it. But like Johnny's mum was like, we must have it. We must. Have it. And I think we had about seven or eight veg dishes. Oh, and we were kind of going, you're the only one that's going to eat it. I must have red cabbage. Do you know what else we do, which is quite odd on Christmas Day? Yorkshire puddings. Oh, I was speaking to Jess about this actually because she's I like, as part of her love. Christmas dinner yeah. menu, she's like, I'm not doing them because I don't eat them. And yet, so many people do. I do. and it's obviously traditionally we'd go with beef, but I make my own Yorkshire puddings and. Any opportunity to have Yorkshire puddings with real gravy. Yeah. Like, I feel like... They are glorious. It's one of the most glorious things. They so, are. have you ever listened to the podcast that James Acaster and Ed Gamble do? No. It's called Off Menu. And James Acaster is one of the funniest men on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. He is so funny. And this podcast generally is so funny that I listened to it a lot when I was walking Charlie, sort of getting him used to yeah. doing big walks and things. There was one day in the park, I burst out laughing loud six times walking oh, through I the park. Oh, you told me that, yeah. So, what- so basically the concept is that James Acaster is a genie mm-hmm. and you have come into his restaurant and you can have anything you like. So it's a, a drink, a starter, a main, a dessert, and you can have any food from anywhere in the world at any point in time. So some people say like, I want the lasagna my mum made me in 1990 on Christmas ah, Day. Is that, right, or okay. do you know, I want to go back to this restaurant or I would do this. I would 100% pick Christmas dinner as my, your dream restaurant, dream concept. And it would have like Yorkshire puddings and real gravy and things with it. But that would red be in red cabbage and a million pigs in blankets. And that would be my dream meal. Really? Yeah, 100%. I like it, but I don't know if I love it that much. I love it. It's like we are big fans of Sunday roast, yeah. but making it ourselves. Yeah. And it's the well, only... Well, then you get everything you want, I suppose. It's the one meal that we make at home that is better than you will get out. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think people are so specific about how they like their mashed potato, how they like their braised cabbage, what veg they want with it. Yeah. Do they want Yorkshire puddings? There's nothing annoys me more than going to a restaurant and giving you one Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Fuck, do you expect me to do with this? Yeah. Johnny has, like, three... Yeah, at least. When we get a pack of four, I have one, he has three. Like, 
like, I wouldn't even get a packet of four. I would get a packet of twelve. <laughs> like a packet of four is just a snack. But they are that, light as air, fam. They, they are light as air. Not want you to dip them in my green. <laughs> Uh, but that would be my my meal. But if you enjoy a food podcast, and frankly, if you've got this point in our podcast, you probably do enjoy listening to chat about food. It is the funniest thing. They have guests on. They have like Daryl Brian. They had one of the boys from Diversity on. They've oh. had, I think, they've had Nigella Lawson maybe. But it's clearly people that are their friends. It's very very funny. The the one I burst out laughing six times to was the Daryl Brian one, and also. Richard, oh my God, what's his surname? The guy from Pointless. I don't know names. Richard, very tall with glasses. I know who he is. You know who I mean? They had him on as well and he was so funny. Really, really funny. You'd really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that would be my my dream meal. Rebecca always comes up of, you know, Rebecca Cooks. She Mm -hmm. listens to a lot of really interesting podcasts. I like get a wee list off her as well. Like, foodie ones. Yeah, I love a good food podcast. So. I don't understand people that don't want to listen to people talk about food. They just don't have the passion that we have yeah, about clearly. listening. About it's, listen- it's the only podcast I would listen to. I listen to a lot of food podcasts. I was going to... I think one of the first ones I'd listened to was actually about a good sourdough. Like, it was after I'd tried um, Freedom Bakery, sir. Oh, And I think I'd had it again at 5 March. I was just... And Rebecca told me about a podcast, and one of the worst ones that I selected was, like... The joys of a good sourdough there is and how to make a good, a good starter. And the, a good sourdough, particularly Freedom Bakery. Where do you get them in Glasgow? Um, I'm not 100% sure where you can actually buy them. That's what I want but to know. But I know... Where I want to know. It's what I want to know. 5 March do Freedom Bakery bread and it is just glorious. 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 Like I want it now with my middles. I would just say... <laughs> I would eat like just a whole loaf of it. Yeah. Just and it's actually one of the few breads I would eat without anything else. I would just if, I would yeah. eat a fresh sourdough, yeah. just dry, because it's so. I love that kind of vinegary taste. Oh, I like, well, oh. you know, I'm all for like sharp flavors, but I'm going to actually Google right now Freedom Bakery. Where suppliers. can I get it? And I doubt I'll get one now at twenty-five to seven. But no, I don't think you will. What? Oh, where to buy? Here we go. Oh, there we go. You're about to get some information here for yours. Right, yours, I think this is it? just where it's sold because it's saying things like butcher shop and crab shop. Ah, yeah, that's just where it's where you can get a it. A few slices. That's not enough. I want a loaf. A whole loaf. <laughs> so here's a question. What other traditions do you have in the city not necessarily devolving around food? In fact, we've not even spoken about the Christmas market yet. I was really disappointed with Glasgow the Christmas market when it was down in Argyle Street. I've uh-huh. been invited this year and I've actually not committed to going because I don't drink a lot. I say that as I was started this podcast, we saying how pissed I was at the weekend. Wasted uh, she was. <laughs> Wasted. But mulled wine, what's your view? I love mulled wine. So I currently have in my kitchen two bottles of mulled cider and three bottles of mulled wine. I can get just for me. more with cider. I re- I just slightly warmed. I love it. Um, the platform are doing a lovely mulled wine at the moment. Really, really nice. Platform, is this why you chose there on Friday? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a mulled wine. <laughs> I just see Pam in a corner like, shut up! Give me a mulled wine. Give me a bucket. Give me my bulk. <laughs> um, I, oh, do I like the Christmas market? 
Um, I like how Twee is. I like the effort that Glasgow has gone to. It's certainly much better than it was like five years ago. In George Square. George though, Square, yep. Yeah. The food offering generally is rank. Well, see, that's, that's why I also wouldn't go, though. And I think the first time I went to the Christmas market in the city centre... I, it was the first time I really had churros and I was like oh my god these are amazing and then I discovered Loop and Scoop and you're like nah and I'm like I'm not going to eat this because you know Loop Generally and Scoop exists. yeah exactly yeah. Um, but yeah I mean last year I went and I had like a schnitzel and it was dry and it was minging and I kind of feel now that people go to the Christmas market for the gram for the gram and for the mulled wine so if you're if you're actually just fancying a wee plus it's something different like it, it's, lo- it's yeah. lovely. It is it's very, yeah. but, very grammable. Yeah, and that's it. So if you want to go do something with your friends or you've got a couple of hours to spare before a dinner or yeah. something like that. But yeah, you're right. If you're actually going for food quality... It's mm, not, the food's not great. No. It's not great. It's not great when there's so many great places you could go and eat. Um, so what else do you... What other traditions do you have around Christmas? Um, I'm working for a lot of it. Are you? It's so depressing, like I wish I wasn't. But I, I normally spend Christmas Eve, if I can, cooking. Mm-hmm. And I, if I had more time off, I've only got the 27th off. Right, okay. So I've really only got the 25th to the 29th. It's a stretch of five days. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm on standby over New Year. But cooking, honestly, it's, it is. It's the food. It's all about the food for me. Yeah. So see, I can't wait. I got a really nice bottle of uh, rosé champagne, actually, from my aunt from my 30th. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be planning a cheese night with my best nice. friend. Nice, lovely. So cheese and games night. Oh, board games. love cheese. Board games. I love cheese and wine. Board, and board games. games. Board That's games what I bring out December more than any. And it's, Jonathan hates them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really the one time a year I get to force him to do it when he kind of needs to. He kind of has to. Yeah. Al got me a game for my birthday. It's a two-player game. Um, and it's about, oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to wait to reveal what an, an utter geek I am. Really into American politics. Mm-hmm. And this it's board game... That's like Jonathan all over. This board game is about a presidential race. Yeah. Um, and it's Nixon versus JFK, two-player. And it's like a strategy game. And I reckon it's going to be about a six- or seven-hour game. It's the kind of game you need to sit down and like. Like I got this game at me. We've never even looked at it yet, but it feels like something we'll do at Christmas. Because normally when we play board games, we play board games with our friends. You know, we get out Catan and things like that, which we love. But um, yeah, I feel like this this game will be played at Christmas. I feel like that's what we're saying. That's one thing: board games. Yeah, board games. Out my not. I love to go to Kelvin Grove mm-hmm. on the 23rd because it's closed on the 24th and every day at one o'clock they'll have an organ recital mm-hmm. and they're, it's, it's brilliant. So they have different people that go in and play it and sometimes it's super modern. So you'll go in and you'll hear them play Coldplay and the theme oh, tune to that. Toy Story and that kind of thing. And then other times you'll go in and it's super traditional. So last year's recital was quite a traditional one, but they throw in the odd, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or White Christmas. And then other times you go, which I'm hoping is what we'll get this year, it's a bit more jolly, a bit more 
white Christmas and wham and you know that kind of yeah. thing is what I'm what I'm hoping for this year. So we love to do that. I go, I make myself a coffee, we go down and we stand and watch it. And it's it's always really busy. See, especially because it's dark as well, around about like three o'clock now. Yeah, absolutely. And with the Christmas, I think that that is such a Christmassy thing to do. It's that really, really is a it's, Christmassy thing. Yes, and then going to Spanish butcher just for Christmas. So last year I got my turkey from Rogers the Butchers. Yeah. And like I say, we got a very big turkey and I'd ordered it far in advance and they don't really tell you what the prices of these things are in the butchers they would tell you if you asked but I'm buying the turkey anyway so I don't really care so I had gone in on the 23rd as I often do I'd paid a £20 deposit or whatever it was and I went in to pick up my turkey and they were like that's £110 (laughs) I I was like all right Oh, okay, okay, right, oh, okay. Um, so because of that, I got back in the car and I said to my dear husband, we've just bought a £130 turkey. <laughs> I don't think we should be going to Spanish Butcher. So we cancelled Spanish Butcher last year, but we'll not make that mistake again. So this year, my turkey... I mean, I should say the turkey was really nice, but... <laughs> And I'm God, imagine you overcooked it. Oh my God. But, and I, I really am into supporting local business, as we know we've spoken many times in the podcast, but I feel I have to draw the line at £130 for a turkey. Yes, I would, for, the, for just two of you. Yes. <laughs> so this year, one of my friends last year got her turkey from Costco, mm-hmm. and it's from Jamie Oliver's pal. What is the name of the guy with the farm? Jimmy's Farm. Jimmy's, Jimmy's farm. farm. So Jimmy of Jimmy's Farm. And Jimmy <laughs> Oliver, I don't know his surname. Um, I think I've done TV programmes and things together. Yeah. So she got a turkey from Costco last year and said it was brilliant. So I have a seven kilo turkey coming that's £60, which is completely reasonable. Yeah. It gets delivered to you fresh on the 23rd of December to your door. Yeah. So that's what we're doing this year. So I'll report back after Christmas on what the turkey is like. But yeah, so 110 minutes. We cancelled that last year. But this year we're booked into Spanish Butcher again. And that's one of our... And then on Christmas Eve, we put on our jammies, or I put on my jammies. We get a pint of ice cream each, Mm -hmm. which will probably this year come from Loop and Scoop and will almost certainly for me be the scoff. (laughs) Alistair will be their amazing snowball ice cream. Um, And then we watch Die Hard. That's a good movie. Die Hard's a great Christmas movie. People we that say... The, we do the pyjama the pyjama thing Christmas Eve as well and watch a movie. And that, again, that's what I like because you actually just prioritise being with your loved one. So we didn't really have traditions until about five years ago when we decided that kids weren't on the cards for us. And then I feel like there comes a point where you think you can't really wait for something to happen in your life to start making these important yes, things. Um, so when we decided that kids weren't for us we then started doing these tradition things. And I think when we moved into the city centre as well, it's it's easier to have traditions when Kelvin Grove's not that far away. Do you know, nice restaurants are really close by and th- these traditions happen naturally. So that's, we have these lovely traditions. I went to the Spanish butcher. What did you think? I really liked it. I, I had a voucher. I loved the Spanish butcher. I had butcher. got us a £100 voucher and service was fab. Tomahawk was unbelievable. A load of people wanted us to go for the... The Iberico. Yeah. The, 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 the pressy. Yeah, the pressy. That's what we always get. Pressy but pork. I kind of wanted to try the beef first. Yeah. And then I was going yeah. to go on, so I will definitely go back and I'll try that the... and I'll report back. But I would... I totally get why. It's, I mean, it's a... 
it's a lovely place inside. It's got a gorgeous atmosphere. I think you just, generally, I am not a cool person. Yeah. Do you know, I just am in. But I feel cool at Spanish Butcher. Yeah, I get that. I feel like you, you're kind you're of... You're in that vibe and you yeah, feel part of it. Yeah, you feel like it's New York and yeah. you're, you're out for a very late dinner and it feels cool. Yeah. In a way that... Not many restaurants in Glasgow feel it's a different kind of vibe. And I like it. I, I like it a lot. But it is a special occasion place. It's expensive. It was. We it's actually expensive. went for like our wedding. And actually they gave us a glass of Prosecco each. They're very, very nice, the team lovely. there. They're Which very, very nice. Uh, here is an important question for you. Best Christmas movie. It's A Wonderful Life. I Fucking hate It's a Wonderful Life. What? I think it's the most depressing movie in oh, the history no. of man. No, no, it's, it's about appreciating what you've got. I, I think it's depressing. It just oh. it makes me feel sad. I'm just it, like, oh see, god. Well, actually, it's the thing is, I love horror movies, so clearly I've got something wrong with what I like to make myself feel. Um, but no, my my family used to have a tradition that we'd go to the GFT, GFT, yeah. every Christmas Eve and watch. I life. think it's depressing, but so my favourite <laughs> Christmas is depressing. It's depressing, but you'll find out why when I tell you my favourite Christmas movie. My favourite Christmas movie isn't just my favourite Christmas movie; it's my favourite movie, mm-hmm. and I only watch it in December. I've not watched it yet. I'm saving it. My favourite movie is White Christmas with Bing Crosby in it. It is the most glorious movie. Don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's got George Clooney's aunt in it. It's got, oh my God, what's the man's name? It's Danny something. DeVito? No. <laughs> I can't remember his surname. And it's just, it's like singing extravaganza. And I think quite often I get quite disappointed at Christmas. And the reason I can feel a little bit deflated at Christmas is that I'm not in a Bing Crosby movie. Yeah, I was about to say. Because you aspire to. In my mind, the perfect Christmas is a white Christmas, Christmas in 1955. I do love the 50s. It's just. Does it need to be snowing to feel like a. Well, it does because the movies. I I mean, it's a white Christmas. I don't, I mean, I don't want to give you any spoilers because, you know, the movie's only, like, 50 years old. But um, the whole, the whole concept is just... I love just, that we both went for an old movie, though. It's, oh, the best Christmas movies are the old ones. Although I do, to be fair, love the, like, super rubbish ones on Netflix. Do you know that are Netflix? Yeah. Oh, like, I love them. Christmas Prince and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> I know, me too. There like, was one recently about a night. Oh, like, uh, the, yeah, I watched that with Vanessa <laughs> Hutchinson in it. Yes! I watched, uh, what's the other one? The Christmas Inheritance with yeah. Kelsey Grammer, who was Fraser's do- actual daughter. Do you know oh, Fraser? Yeah. She's in it. I watched that. There's that I one watched... with the girl that's an eye zombie. Oh, I watched I that one, one yet. Yeah. So she's, like, I think it's like a Christmas miracle and it's a baby and she's just married. Oh, the pre- I, I think it's a sequel. So There's another, there's um, the... Christmas calendar or Christmas advent or something <laughs> with the girl from Vampire Diaries Ooh. in it, which was last year. It's brilliant. I watch all these things. Holiday, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Love Actually, obviously. Um, That's one of my mum and dad's favourites, actually. Love Actually is a great movie. <laughs> but, but I don't understand why they play the holiday in June. Totally agree with you. Like, that's... No. What's the new one with Daenerys and it? Oh, Last Christmas. Last, it's out in cinema. I quite fancy that. I'll, I don't really go to the cinema. 
So I, I do like this But the view does a, a wee like, treat box where you get a wee portion of popcorn, chocolate, and a tango ice blast. That's really reasonable. That isn't like a tenner. That's why I don't like go to cinema. Going to cinema is so expensive. No, go to view and it's bad. No, I don't. I don't like going to cinema. I don't think there's a view round about in your radius actually. But That's why. White Christmas is the epitome of glamour in my mind. Right, okay, I'll need to watch it then. You, it's just, and it's all singing, all dancing, and I mean, you just, you, I sing the songs for days in my head. Don't love a musical. You're, this is not your film then. Because I do, I do really, so the only two musicals I like, musicals, loosely, Mary Poppins and, there's one more, oh, Great Showman. I don't mind Great Showman. So, the concept... can get to the concept of the thing is that they are putting on a musical. So ah, it's, a, it's right. a musical about, you know... Putting on a musical. I'm, I'm then putting on a stage show. But Bing Crosby, for me, is like one of the first loves of my life. Right, OK. When that I was... Be on my, my, by the end of December, I'll need to watch that then, OK? When I was wee, I loved Calamity Jane and Mary Poppins, and those were the movies I would watch, rewind and watch again. Remember when you had to rewind tapes? Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Gene Kelly and Bing Crosby were my first loves. So it's... Get watching it, guys. If you like yes. me and hasn't seen it. Yes, get watching it. <laughs> I think that's us. I yeah. think we are Christmas out, we're not. So more to come, more cheese to come, more wine to come. Let's hope that in a few weeks' time you still see us and we're still looking perky. I will not be perky. <laughs> I will be. I will be. Why do you think I've got um, my eyelashes done again? <laughs> I will just be a big wheel of brie. Uh, I think I'll need to choose that. Do you know, I'm really going for the hard cheeses now. No, really nutty hard cheese. Really just and a wee, I'll need to try those those crackers with olives. Yeah, they're really good. You'd love them. Um, so I guess all that's left to say is thank you for listening if you're still listening and have a very Merry Christmas Merry Christmas a bloody brilliant new year thank you so much for listening to our 2019 Christmas special and hope you are feeling suitably festive and ready to enjoy some turkey or lamb apparently (laughs) we can't wait to bring you guys season 2 of the Glasgow Food Club podcast early next year And we hope you have a beautiful Bing Crosby style Christmas. Until next time, food lovers.